This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are they washed in the blood of the Lamb? Lay aside the garments that are stained with sin and be washed in the blood of the Lamb. There's a fountain flowing for the soul unclean. Oh, be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless, are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Yes, are your garments spotless, are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry from the
Jesus completely saves. He will lift you by his love out of the angry waves. He's the master of the sea. Billows his will obey. He your Savior wants to be. Be saved today. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love. Welcome to this worship service, good neighbors, and thanks to Debbie and Jim for those beautiful songs. You're listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Pastor Greg Wilcox. Thanks today to Debbie Tag and Jim Haugerud, our musicians. Thanks to Eileen Flatten for reading our lessons and sharing the children's message with us. And thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. And many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at wpcaradio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast, available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance, and to our new services, which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715 715- 268-9577 by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Dave and Barb Bottleson. We thank them very much, their faithful radio listeners to these podcasts. Thanks for their generosity. One other additional announcement before we begin the worship service. We are also recording and broadcasting midweek Wednesday Lenten services, and those will go throughout the season of Lent, and you can hear those each Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Each Wednesday night at 6 p.m., again on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name, and he is present with each of us, wherever we might be. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together. 
For in the season of Lent, as you participate in our worship service today, you may want to have a purple cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings for today. We continue our worship asking God to bless our time together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join and listen to me as I read our Confession of Sins. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you, uphold us by your Spirit, so that we may live and serve you in newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Hear then God's promise of absolution. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. Please listen along as Jim and Debbie sing our gathering songs. Jim and Debbie. I come to the garden alone While the dew is still on the roses And the voice I hear falling on my ear The Son of God is
and the joy we share as we carry there. None other has ever I felt every teardrop when in 
Thanks, Debbie and Jim, for those lovely songs. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please join your hearts with mine as I pray the prayer of the day. Let us pray. God of the covenant, in the mystery of the cross, you promise everlasting life to the world. Gather all peoples into your arms and shelter us with your mercy, that we may rejoice in the life we share in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I'll invite Eileen to come and read our lessons and share the children's message with us. The first reading is from Genesis 15, verses 1 through 12 and 17 through 18. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my state is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to take possession of it. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, how can I know that I will gain possession of it? So the Lord said to him, Bring me a heifer, a goat, and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. Abram brought all these to him, cut them in two, and arranged the halves opposite each other. The birds, however, he did not cut in half. Then birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. As the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a thick, dreadful darkness came over him. When the sun had set and darkness had fallen, a smoking firepot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said, To your descendants I give this land from the wadi of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates. The second reading is Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advanced against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even though I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his, his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my vo voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. 
my heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, O Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart, and wait for the Lord. The next reading is from Philippians 3, verses 17 through chapter 4, verse 1. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I has often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many lives as enemies of the cross of, of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. Well, good morning, boys and girls. It's now time for the children's message and for all of us who are still children at heart. This morning, I want you to listen to a song. I promise I will not sing along with you. Some of you may know this song. It's called The Five Little Ducks. There's a part in the song where the mother duck says, quack, 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 quack. If you would like, you can surely sing along with it. Every time you hear the mother duck sing, or say, quack, 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 go ahead and join in. Five little ducks went out one day over the hill and far away. Mother duck said, quack, 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 but only four little ducks came back. One, two, three, four. Four little ducks went out one day over the hill and far away. Mother duck said quack, 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 but only three little ducks came back. One, two, three. Three little ducks went out one day Over the hill and far away Mother duck said quack, 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 quack But only two little ducks came back One, two Two little ducks went out one day Over the hill and far away Mother duck said quack, 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 but only one little duck came back. 
one. One little duck went out one day over the hill and far away. Mother duck said quack, 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 but none of the five little ducks came back. Sad mother duck went out one day over the hill and far away. Mother duck said quack, 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 and all of the five little ducks came back. Five little ducks went out one day over the hill and far away. Mother duck said quack, 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 and all of the five little ducks came back. This song is not only silly, but it's very sweet. It shows how much the mother duck loved her little ones. Each time the little ducks went out, one of them got lost. Finally, the mother duck had lost all of her little ones, but she never gave up. She kept on calling them. Do you think the mother duck would have been satisfied if one, two, three, or even four of the little ducks had come back? I don't think so. I think the mother duck would have kept calling quack, 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 quack until all five of her little ducks came back. This story is a lot like the love that Jesus has for his children. The Bible tells us that one day Jesus looked over the city of Jerusalem and wept. He said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. What a beautiful picture of Jesus that is. Like a mother hen, Jesus calls his children to come to him so that he can shelter and protect them. Did Jesus stop calling his children because Jerusalem rejected him? No, he is still calling his children today. Do you think Jesus will stop calling if some of his children come back? I don't think so. Will Jesus stop calling if most of his children come back? I don't think so. I think the Bible teaches us that Jesus loves his children so much that he won't stop calling until all of his children come back. He may be calling some of you today. We just need to listen. So if you would please bow your head, fold your hands, and join me in prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us so much that you keep calling us to come to you. Amen. Jesus bids us shine with a clear like a little candle burning in the night In this world of darkness we must shine You in your small corner and I in mine Jesus bids us shine first of all for him Well he sees and knows it if our light is dim Jesus bids us shine as we work for him. 
Our Gospel lesson for this second Sunday in Lent is from the Gospel according to St. Luke, the 13th chapter, verses 31 through 35. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me, Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, how often I have desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, there's a lot going on in our Gospel text today, but I'm only going to focus on one part of the text. It's evident that Jesus has gotten caught in some nasty Middle East political turmoil. Herod, the tetrarch in Israel at the time, is out to kill Jesus. But I'm not going to speculate about politics in Jesus' day. And at the end of the text, Jesus seems to be saying that there'll come a day when all of his opponents and detractors will sing a different tune. But that's a mystery I'm not qualified to unravel. No, I just want to invite you to feel the pathos and the passion of Jesus as he cries out for his people. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that stones the prophets and kills those who are sent to it, how often I have desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. To understand what Jesus is saying here, let me begin with an incident that happened a few weeks ago. I had an encounter with an older woman at Brink's supermarket along Highway 8, not far from where we live. She was sitting in her car blocking the parking lot driveway right in front of the store. I pulled up behind her and waited a minute. When she didn't move, I honked. She still didn't move, so I honked again. This time she stuck up one finger, and it was clear to me that she wasn't saying it would be just one more minute. I thought about my options as I sat there steaming. She was rudely blocking the drive into the parking lot and rudely letting me know that she didn't care about blocking me. She was in a little car and I was in a big old pickup. I idly wondered if I backed up and got a little speed if I could move her out of the way. Not my best idea, I decided, although pushing this rude woman out of the way would be at least temporarily satisfying. I backed up, turned around, and found another way into the parking lot. But as I walked by her car, still sitting in front of the store and still blocking the way into the parking lot, my thoughts about this woman were neither kind nor forgiving. In fact, I was hoping that someone with an even larger and older pickup than mine would come along and forcibly move her out of the way. How easily I take offense and how quickly I want to get even. 
I'd like to somehow push the rude and unhappy people I encounter out of my way and out of my mind. Which makes our gospel text today both striking and a little uncomfortable. Some Pharisees, Jewish religious leaders, try to warn Jesus that Herod, the Jewish tetrarch in Israel who had some power but was subject to Roman rule, was out to kill Jesus. It's a little unusual that the Pharisees are trying to help Jesus because so often in the Gospels they're at odds with him, arguing with him, disagreeing with him, even themselves trying to kill him. But Jesus is focused on the final days of his ministry and his life. He's turned toward Jerusalem with a single purpose. There he will be betrayed. There he will be arrested. There he'll be abandoned. There he will be tried and convicted and tortured and finally hung upon a cross and crucified. But facing that cruel fate and facing all the hosts of people, many who were deeply religious people, who in one way or another had helped bring Jesus to this sad moment, Jesus doesn't lash out. Jesus doesn't seek to get even. Jesus isn't looking for revenge. All unlike my encounter with the rude woman in the parking lot, all unlike my imagining ways she might get what I thought she deserved, Jesus cries out with a wonderfully poignant image. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, stoning the prophets, killing those sent to you, how often I would have gathered you as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. How incredible that what we see here in Jesus is not anger, but sadness and regret. Not a desire for revenge, but compassion. Not harsh judgment, but love and grace. It's always tempting to look back at this moment in history when for a brief 30 plus years, Jesus walked and taught and loved and healed in an obscure little province in the vast Roman Empire and to wonder why so many people opposed him, why so few followed him why so many people wouldn't come to be gathered in when, with the mother's love, he tried to share with them God's new covenant. What's wrong with all these good religious people in Jerusalem anyway? Weren't they paying attention, or did they just turn a blind eye to Jesus out of jealousy or fear? But of course, looking back and placing blame on those long-ago people who killed the prophets and stoned those sent by God really isn't very helpful. Just as it isn't all that helpful looking around us today in our churches and communities and supermarket parking lots too and blaming others. The wonderful thing about this text and the Bible in general, one reason it is the inspired word of God, is that somehow it always manages to turn our gaze inward. We want to point our fingers at others while this text, and again the Bible in general, challenges us not to point fingers at all, but to listen carefully, reflect prayerfully, and respond accordingly. Let me say that again. Our Bible text today challenges us to listen carefully, reflect prayerfully, and respond accordingly. And so I must ask myself today, how often has Jesus tried to gather me in and I refused? How often have I ignored or even demeaned someone God has sent my way? How often, as a follower of Jesus, have I treated others poorly rather than with compassion and grace? Here's one little example among many, many others. I was 17, and I was taking my first trip to visit my parents, serving as missionaries in Nepal. 
was flying from Minneapolis to Chicago to Amsterdam to Thailand and finally to Kathmandu. As I sat in Chicago's O'Hare airport, I was approached by three young people, two boys and a girl, who were all about my same age, somewhere in their late teens. It was clear they'd spotted me sitting alone and were making a beeline in my direction. Uh-oh, I thought, this looks like trouble. They turned out to be earnest young Christians looking for a conversation and possibly a conversion, at least until I assured them that I was Christian and in fact was going to visit my parents who were serving as missionaries overseas. The boys nodded their heads and ambled off to find some other candidate with whom to share their faith, but the young woman remained behind. I was flattered by her attention until she looked at me critically and said something like, are you sure you're a Christian? You know, just because your parents are missionaries doesn't mean you're saved. I was indignant and treated this earnest young Christian woman with sudden contempt. How do I know you're a Christian? I said angrily. She shrugged and left to find her friends. I blew off the whole experience and tried to simply forget the girl's question and implied criticism. But, as I think back on that long ago encounter, her question was a fair enough one to ask and an important one for me to consider. Was my faith really my own and not just something appropriated for my parents? Did God send her my way to cause me to think, to wrestle, to grow? There have been a whole host of conversations and questions since that day in the airport in Chicago. People with perspectives and opinions and beliefs different than my own that rub up against me and sometimes rub me the wrong way, yet encounters that have God's fingerprints all over them. And I wonder now if even being stuck behind a crabby and rude woman who gives me the one-finger salute is an opportunity to be like Jesus, to respond to people not as they deserve, but with the kindness and compassion and grace we all long for. How often I would have gathered you as a hen gathers her brood. The good news is that in love, Jesus is always seeking to gather us in, to make us his own. The call and the challenge is for each of us to grow into this gathering love of Jesus, sharing freely kindness and compassion and grace with each broken and lonely soul we encounter along life's way. Amen. The chimes of time ring out the news Another day is through Someone slipped and fell Was that someone you? You may have long for added strength Your courage to renew For I have news for you It is no secret What God can do What is done for others He'll do for you With arms wide open He'll pardon What God can do There is no
light You'll never walk alone Always feel at home Wherever you may roam There is no power can conquer you But God is on your side Take him at his promise Don't run away and hide It is no secret What God can do What he's done for others He'll do for you With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what We continue as we confess our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I'll ask Jim and Debbie to come and do our prayers of intercession. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love. Send us power, send us grace. Drawn close to the heart of God, we offer these prayers for the church, the world, and all who are in need. You gather the church into a community of mercy and grace. Unify Christians around the globe in efforts to proclaim good news, even in the face of opposition, and to protect those whose lives are imperiled by the gospel. And here we especially remember the people of Ukraine. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You create the entire universe and call it good. Hinder those who would cause further destruction to our planet's fragile ecosystems and augment the calls of those who advocate for thoughtful stewardship of the Earth's resources. Merciful God, hear our prayer. You raise up leaders committed to love and justice. Nurture in those who govern patience to receive criticism, openness to new ideas, 
and courage to change course when needed for the sake of the common good. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You hear us when we cry to you. Attend to those expecting a child and console those who have experienced miscarriage. Comfort veterans enduring post-traumatic stress. Shield those endangered by domestic violence. Uphold those who are ill or grieving. Today we remember Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, Rachel and Derek Helling, Geneva Phelps, Jean Hoisington, Jeanette Helling, Fuddy Wiegang, Craig Olson, Jack Alton, Arlene Johnson, and Sawyer Sprague. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You kindle faith that moves us into action, guide children and adults preparing for baptism or confirmation, empower Sunday school teachers, confirmation leaders, and parents who share their faith with younger generations. Give us all a renewed sense of vocation. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You welcome us into your heavenly realm. We give thanks for those whose labors on earth are ended and who now rest with you. On the final day, gather all of us with them in your loving arms. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Accept the prayers we bring, O God, on behalf of a world in need. For the sake of Jesus Christ, amen. Continue then with the sharing of the peace. Now may the peace of Christ be with you always. I invite you to bless yourself or someone else who's worshiping with you using the Trinity formula, which is be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors in need. As you consider that, I'll invite Debbie and Jim to come and sing an offering song for us. I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray, find in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he 
snow. Lord, now indeed I find thy power and thine alone can change the leper spots and melt the heart of stone. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. For nothing good have I, whereby thy grace to claim. I wash my garments white in the blood of Calvary's land. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson spot, he washed it white as snow. And when before the throne I stand in him complete, Jesus died my soul to save, my lips shall repeat. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as We continue as we pray the Lord's Prayer. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Receive the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Folks, have a great week. Blessings. Rock of ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flowed be a sin, the double cure. Save me from its guilt and power. Not the labors of my hands Can fulfill thy law's demands Could my zeal no respite know Could my tears forever flow All for sin could not atone Thou must save and thou alone Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. Naked come to thee for dress, 
Helpless look to thee for grace. Foul I to the fountain fly. Wash me, Savior, as I die. While I draw this fleeting breath, when mine eyes shall close in death, when I soar to worlds unknown, see thee on thy judgment throne, rock of ages cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Be not dismayed, whatever be tied, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. Our pastor today is the Reverend Greg Wilcox. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nycparish.org. That's nycparish.org. Until next time. Nothing you ask will be denied, God will take